Hello and welcome to episode number 16 of the Lines Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in the gaming industry. And boy, do we have a treat for you this week. Not one, not two, but all three of the fellows are here to talk about the stuff that have gone on over the last couple of weeks. We have Brett Colson, we have Eric Ramsey, and we have the triumphant return of Dustin Galker after he was gone off to all of his exotic locations across this great land of ours. Dustin, we are very happy to have you back, and we promise that we did not talk any trash about you while you were gone. Well, I couldn't let this slapdash operation continue any longer without me, so happy to be back. We are glad to have you here, and you know what? You didn't really miss anything. Nothing happened in the gaming industry, (laughs) so that was good, and uh, we will hit on a few of those things here, obviously, as we get going here. Not a hugely busy week after the madness that was last week, so we'll be able to talk a little bit more in depth about some of the things that went on here, but as always, guys, we are on iTunes Please subscribe, please rate, please review. We really appreciate that stuff. We're going to start bribing people. Uh, Dustin has offered to put up $500 of his own money for uh, the best review. Um, He's going to pick the winner in 2022. So just go ahead and get your review (laughs) in. And the best five-star review in January of 2022 will win $500. So be sure and get yours in so you can be entered into that contest. Okay, let's start with some quick hits here. Dustin, let's talk about West Virginia and if they are going to be ready for football season. Uh, it sounds like it. There, uh, there's been some shenanigans there. Uh, the, if you follow the state government anywhere in West Virginia, it's been a, been a debacle. Like they're impeaching their entire state Supreme Court, uh, which is wild in and of itself. But they, there's been uh, some pushback from the governor on what he was. He's been pushing for his uh, integrity fee for his buddies at the NFL and the PGA Tour. It sounds like that's not going to happen. So the lottery there has moved forward with regulations. Um, they say they're still on track for hopefully September 1st to have. Uh, have some betting there in West Virginia at their casino. So we're we're, uh, hopeful West Virginia will be the next state to have legal sports betting. And if you are in West Virginia, it looks like um, if you're taking a look here, Brett, looks like William Hill will be one of the providers there. Yeah, we're going to have William Hill. Looks like Fandle. Let me, let me get this straight. Fandle has teamed up with the Greenbrier. Is that right? That play, yeah, the play, uh, you might know it if you're a golf fan. It's a right. place where they have an annual events. It's a private casino where you have to, you can't just walk in. Uh, you have to, they have to wear a jacket to go in there too. It's, so it's not, it's not exactly clear how FanDuel is working with them. There hasn't been a whole lot of, of details since they first, uh, first announced that agreement. But uh, the idea is, I'm sure they're going to offer online sports betting as, as a, as a licensee partner there in West Virginia. And Dustin, one of the things that you've had a little bit of fun with on the internet here is the PGA. And a couple of days ago, it came out that the PGA had been getting attacked from the crazy people on the interwebs. And even as of this morning, as we taped this here on Thursday, didn't uh, still hadn't had things going smoothly over there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is interesting with the intersection of sports betting, right? Because there's all this uh, conversation out there about a quote unquote official data and that bookmakers have to use it. This is the PGA of America, not the same exact uh, entity as PGA Tour, but PGA of America does run the PGA Championship in coordination with the with the major tours. And so it, it brings in this idea of like, OK, we have official data. Is it is it subject to hacking? And what what is being done to, to do that? I mean, the information you know is being you know treated, I'm sure, like in a fairly secure manner, but 
this is not something I don't think a whole lot of people have thought about. And and if you start thinking about lower level leagues, things below the level of NFL, NBA, like, uh, I don't know, we throw out arena league football or anything. If we're uh, demanding official data from those things, are we, are we sure that the data in, in these other leagues and sports is, is as secure as we, we think or hope and, and should, should sports book operators be using single sources of data? So it's a, it's more of, we're not sure. Like, I don't think there's an approximate problem with the PGA tour data, but it brings up the question, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think this is a topic that's going a bit overlooked. Like you said, like operators and leagues, even though this particular instance didn't directly affect the leagues, operators and leagues still need to own this and ensure that data is safe from all threats. Uh, You know, we ran a piece at the lines last month about digital security and making sure, making sure that money is going to the right places for sports integrity purposes because so far they've been mostly quiet about hacking and you know now we're entering a new world of mobile betting in the u.s and everyone needs to be on guard so uh, i think this is bigger than just the pga of america i think this uh is something the leagues and and operators need to really uh focus on yeah, and I think that this is a pretty great time since you mentioned money going to the right places, and we are talking about golf, that just kind of an LOL doesn't really have anything to do with gambling story. Uh, the Tommy Fleetwood got money sent to the wrong Tommy Fleetwood. There's another professional golfer named Tommy Fleetwood, and Tommy huh. Fleetwood won six figures last week at a golf tournament, and the other Tommy and the other Fleetwood got the money deposited into his account. So it was a hundred and like a hundred and fifty seven thousand dollars <laughs> that was deposited into the wrong golf player's account, which was pretty great. He did come forth and say, Hey, by the way, I did not earn this hundred and fifty seven thousand dollars. So I'm sure they have taken care of it. Kind of funny stuff going on right there and looks like we are going to have some more partnerships getting announced here brett we're talking about some something here in mississippi igt and boyd yeah igt and boyd gaming uh, came to a deal early this week igt will provide the sports betting platform for boyd's two casinos in mississippi the ip casino in biloxi and sam's town in tunica Uh, What does this mean? Well, IGT has an in-play product, so all bettors on property at those casinos, we've talked about this a few times already, whether they are in their rooms, uh, at a a restaurant, they will be able to fire in-play bets along with the usual menu of betting options. This is great news for IGT. It now has business in Mississippi. It's already working with uh, the Meadowlands and Morgata. In New Jersey and is expected to power sports betting in Rhode Island too. whenever that gets off the ground, which could happen as early as this fall. And, and Dustin, there was more Mississippi news that I think broke since the last time that we did this podcast with a few other uh, with a few other casino partnerships going on up there that I think involved another 11 to 15 casinos there. Yeah, William Hill uh, is involved in in all this as well. They've uh, said they are. They announced that they're uh, powering sports betting, doing risk management for, uh, see, Hard Rock, Island View, Treasure Bay, some of the some of the ones you know if you're regionally, maybe not as well known nationally, and then uh, even six other casinos. I think they have eleven deals. So uh, yeah, William Hill, uh, which we already knew, going to be a big player already in Nevada, New Jersey, going to be a big player in Mississippi, and certainly in a lot of other states as well. 
Yeah, interesting that we're kind of seeing all of these partnerships getting gobbled up so incredibly quickly. And uh, before we move on to some of the the other topics we're going to talk about, Dustin, I know this is something that you kind of put out really early. I mean, before even a lot of these deals were announced was just the fact that you were looking at this and kind of seeing how things were starting to shape up. And you said on the Twitter machine that if you're looking to kind of get into one of these early adopter states, you better go ahead and get your partnerships in place because they are going really fast. Yeah, what, what people don't always understand is that the way gaming works in the United States is you have to you have to partner with somebody who exists already. You're not it's not a totally free market. You have to, you know, you're gonna partner with a casino, a racetrack, the lottery. These are the ones who through whom sports betting is going to gonna launch. And and yeah, in the past just week and a half, we've seen, you know, what, half a dozen deals inked uh, in, in a bunch of states that are either live or going live. So uh, it's not that there's not other ways to get in, but you know, you know, MGM Boyd, uh, uh, are, are some of the big hitters who've already got some sort of things locked up. Penn National, which has a, a big regional casino presence around the country, is the one that's kind of out there as as a big partner. If somebody were to lock them up, then we're seeing just another huge domino fall. It's, but there, yeah, there's going to be ways to get in, but there's it's it, they're becoming fewer and not as obvious as we move forward. Yeah, we and- talked last week about the Stars Group entering New Jersey as early as maybe next month. What would they have to do? Uh, to get access to some of these states? I mean, they're going to have to do one-off partnerships, basically. I mean, uh, they, I mean, there's also, I mean, there's there's other regional casinos. El Dorado is kind of out there as we're not sure exactly what they're doing. They, they're the same thing. They do, they're in Nevada. They do have a lot of partnerships, but um, I mean, they're going to do one-off partnerships uh, with different casinos or tracks. And I think they have the, they have the name brand that, uh, and, and the, they bring a, a, a multifaceted platform that I think will be attractive to, to people as they move forward. But yeah, it's not, it's, if you're not partnering with one of these big, regional casino groups or MGM or Caesars, then you have a little bit, little bit rougher, more piecemeal a way to get into the market. It'll be interesting to see once gaming starts to really kind of expand in the the various states across the country, because one of the things we have here in Nevada is you can go and, and we'll hit on this a little bit later, but you know, you can go to a lot of different places. You can go to gas stations, you can go to convenience stores, you can go to various restaurants and bars and pubs and things like that. And they all have gaming. I mean, some way, shape, or form, be it video poker, slot machines, or different things like that, they all have some sort of gaming. And those are actually non-traditional kind of gaming groups that that run those things as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see if those guys start to kind of poke their nose into some of this as well. I mean, Golden Gaming here in Nevada is really big. They actually own a couple of casinos outside of Nevada as well. But they, you know, they they provide the the gaming to you know tons of different gas stations tons of different cvs stores and different things like that i mean i think that they have you know well into the four figures of gaming machines across the across the state and and even across the country i know they have some of uh the some of the gaming machine routes in montana as well up there and i think they're expanding into pennsylvania as well so some of these other companies might even come into play you know down the line as the industry starts to mature I know you play a lot of video poker in the gas stations. Is that is that true? <laughs> no, you know what's funny? Uh, one of my one of my good friends and business partners actually plays a ton of Kino, um, and not at not at gas stations, but at just at the various uh, sports bars and pubs and things like that around here. And which is, I, I've never really gotten into Kino nor understood. It's basically just like playing the lottery over and over again. Like it's yeah. like basically playing rapid fire lottery. 
Yeah, we have it. I'm in Oregon. We have the same thing. They just have constant, like there's TVs at taverns constantly running the keynote. You can fill out slips and hand them in. And I've never, I've never played it. I don't, (laughs) I'm with you. I don't get the attraction to it other than if you like the lottery, you might like, you know, there's a more interactive version of that that happens quicker. So yeah, but I'm with you. I don't, I don't get it. I think Brett's all over the keynote. Brett, when you come out to Vegas, is keynote basically the first place you had? (laughs) Is that what you do? I have never played Kino in my life. <laughs> I have de- I have some DGen tendencies, but Kino is not one of them. Kino is not one. Of- That's where you draw the line. You're like, I'll do most things. Kino is where I draw the line. The Let me worst tell you. odds in the casino, I yeah. want nothing to do. You're like, bring on the Willy Wonka slot. I'll play that. That's fine, but I'm not going to play him. I actually him. love the Willy Wonka slot. <laughs> that is my favorite. Uh, Dustin just got back, as we mentioned. Thanks for joining us again. He's been out for a couple of weeks going around and doing different things on top of getting married. But Dustin, you just got back from the East Coast over there. You were able to make the trip over to New Jersey. Give us a brief little rundown of the trip. I know you were able to hit up a couple of the physical sports books that were over there. Yeah, I did a whirlwind trip through AC. Uh, I got to see, yeah, the, uh, not all, but most of the. I did not get to Harris, which has a sports book now too, but I did see the other ones. Um, uh, the rundown Borgata has one, which is, uh, you know, uh, we, we had a report from Eric uh, Ramsey, who, who was there soon after uh, like Hard Rock and Ocean Resort Casino launched there. But MGM Borgata is basically still just a race book with some sports betting windows. Uh, I was in, uh, on a on a on a Saturday night. It was interesting to me that they still had the trotters up on the big screens and then these little tiny screens on the side. They had some baseball going on. So it did not feel at all like a sports book. It felt like a, a race book still with a bunch of little individual TV stations uh, that were not very conducive to sports betting. So, I, I mean, I know there are people who are betting on sports, but it does not feel like a sports book yet. So they're still uh, working on their permanent solution, I'm sure, and also on their online solution, uh, which we'll talk about later. Uh, got over to Bally's Wild West, which is uh, on the middle of the boardwalk. Actually a pretty cool spot, I think, uh, for a temporary sports book. They just turned an old casino cage into a, a place where you can book some bets, and then he turn this big wide open space into a viewing area where they have a bunch of big screen TVs. It's actually, uh, you know, for, you know, for a very temporary solution, it's pretty cool. You can just go and uh, place your bets and they got a wide open spot to watch games. There's play, it's really easy to get a drink there. So uh, probably the best uh, pure uh, temporary solution that's out there right now. And, uh, and then there's Ocean Resort Casino, which is the, the new casino I mentioned, uh, partnered with Will Hill. They are still very much in progress of creating a real sports book. It's the one that you can see that's, uh, that is, uh, you can see their plans. They have a temporary sports book in the area where they're building the larger sports book. It's going to have a big, huge uh, wall of screens. Um, right now, it's still pretty temporary, only a few people writing tickets. So on, a, on the Saturday night when I was there, it was a re- pretty long line to get some bo- some bets booked uh, during baseball uh, with a with a bar right there and, and a decent number of TVs to watch some sports. Um, so it'll it'll be cool when it's done, but again, very much temporary. And uh, I was also at the Trop, which has uh, – you can see where they're building out the sports book. Uh, you, they don't have any announcements or they haven't mentioned it publicly, but there's a, a pretty big area. Uh, near the uh, above the casino floor that they're turning in you can see they're turning into a pretty big sports book so that should be pretty cool when they're done with it so i understand most of these places are temporary spaces right now as we are because you know in the with the timing of everything and and just getting up and going and they will obviously build out much more bigger and more luxurious places to to go and, and place a sports bet but just you know you've been to vegas you've been to vegas on game days you've been here for events and things like that which which place just kind of felt the most like Vegas what which one felt the most kind of like that sort of atmosphere 
Uh, as a sports book, not really any of them. I mean, the, the <laughs> most the most traffic was definitely at the Ocean Resort one. There, that's that's it's. Uh, I mean, at least has uh, you know, there's a, there's a bar right there. You can watch, and they have they have TVs. It's it's it feels more. I mean, even though it's temporary, it feels more like a sports book. It's uh, very much got construction dust everywhere. Um, and just from you know, I you know, the place that most feels like Vegas is actually Hard Rock, which doesn't have a sports book yet. It's uh, I, I that was my first time in there since they uh, opened uh, in June. And uh, it was re- it really feels like a polished place, uh, really cool, uh, should do really well right in the middle of the boardwalk in AC. So, uh, I, you know, I, Hard Rock has done everything really well there. So I'll be curious to see what they build out for a sports book. Uh, it could be, you know, if they get once they get up and running, you would think it's going to be best in class. When you guys are on the internet for during football season, and if you want to check out some different things that are going on over in AC, we actually have a Twitch page. It is twitch.tv backslash play USA. And we're going to be sending a couple of our guys uh, to the various sports books and to the various casinos in AC to kind of check out the atmosphere and see how things are going. And once football season gets rocking and rolling, because as we mentioned, you know, right now, really the, this time of year, of course, as we tape this, there is preseason NFL that's going to be starting tonight, so that'll at least start kind of the chain reaction here. But we won't really see the action crank up until week one, week two of the NFL season. So we will uh, we'll be sending a couple of people over there to check out the the action and see how things are going. So if you uh, ever on the Twitter, uh, if you're ever on the Twitch, it is twitch.tv backslash play usa now over at the lines brett you guys have have been on top of this whole DraftKings sportsbook thing basically since it launched here um let's start just at the very top here the first thing that that went down of course was them launching they are the first to launch and take online and app bets in new jersey and the first thing people wanted to do was start to dissect and pick apart the lines at the sports book over there now since we recorded this last week of course you know it's been a whole week there's been time for them to basically go ahead and fix if you will some of this stuff if it needed fixing what has what have people noticed and what have you noticed going on over there at the DraftKings sportsbook in new jersey well first of all i i just looking at this from afar, I haven't had a chance to uh, play around with the DraftKings Sportsbook app yet, but it does look like a top-notch product. Uh, it's got some very cool features that people here in the U.S. have not seen before, uh, particularly in-play betting, which uh, is it's not new to Nevada, but it's going to be new to many bettors across the U.S. Uh, and also uh, live cash-outs, which I think is a great feature as well uh visually the the app looks very similar to the dfs product uh similar color scheme layout i I think it looks great uh what people have been complaining about is the juice and the vig on some of the lines we talked about it last week and uh from the looks of it not a whole lot has changed on that front but i believe that to be part of the whole strategy here for DraftKings. And now that we've had some time to absorb it, uh, I think this is going to be the way DraftKings goes about this for at least until some of these other operators start to get up and running. So, Dustin, one of the things we talked about on the podcast last week, and I was kind of on the – I was of dissenting opinion of Brett and Eric on this, that the lines at DraftKings to me – uh, didn't really outrage me because I just feel like the market will dictate if it's sustainable or not. I mean, I feel like as more people come online and more competition comes into the industry, 
that if their lines are too far out of whack, it will eventually end up costing them business. And if they want to continue to focus just on the super casual player who's not shopping lines, well, I honestly don't see anything that's wrong with that. Um, what say you? I know you were at least paying attention to kind of how all this had been has been breaking down over the last week to 10 days. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's 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 a thing where the market will dictate it. If there are others coming into the industry with online in the next weeks and months, then and they shop better lines than and people are shopping lines, then then they're gonna have a problem. But yeah, they right now they have a, a captive audience, right? You have people. They have people they can sign up. They have uh, they have the market to themselves. So there's there's. I, th- I think I agree with you there. If it's if there's price pressure, we're going to see it later on. And and I'll I'll say I got to use it pretty quickly. I I had I, w- I won't do this to sour other people, but I had uh, you know I had some problems with actually depositing my bank and credit cards. Turned it down. There's no PayPal or NetTeller uh, access right now, so it might be a little hard to get money on there. I was having some problems with the geolocation. It was really really slow or bad on on mobile. It was better on Wi-Fi. Um, but I agree with Brett. From what I could see, the product was good. I, I placed one bet with uh, the money that I had already played through from the DFS site, and I won that bet. So I'm I'm currently the most successful better in DraftKings history. I'd like to you, I like you, point out. You have retired one and zero. I, I yeah. like it. I like it. I mean, was listen. it a Phillies bet? It was a Phillies bet. It was a Phillies <laughs> bet on the run line, and, and it came through. Let's go. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. So it's kind of something that I've dealt with a lot here in Nevada because uh, the way that it kind of shakes out with the banks and stuff. Um, if you if you played through the times when there were still the full tilts and and poker stars and and party pokers of the world that were operating here in the states when it was still gray market stuff, the banks were kind of uh, allowing you to deposit and do different things on those sites. And then as it as it became more transparent what was going on, then banks started shutting down things. And basically anything that had any sort of implication to any sort of gambling was being revoked. I mean, every single charge, every single everything. And you still get that here in Nevada to this day. Um, I have to deposit, if you deposit on uh, WSOP.com to play poker here. I have to use like my actual bank account. So I've actually linked it directly to my bank account. When I try to use my debit card, it still, it still to this day gets declined because it's, it comes up as, as gaming. Um, and, and some of these banks have just have a basically a zero tolerance policy with that. So I think that's something that'll be pretty interesting to follow as the gaming industry matures as well is to, if some of these banks or some of these alternative, uh, you know, options, of course, net teller has been around for a long time. Net Teller kind of uh, was at the at the height of online poker was the go to thing. I basically used Net Teller as my bank. I mean, I would I would pull money in and off of of gaming sites and just leave the money on Net Teller, which uh, that was that ended very poorly for me. Uh, uh, yeah, that ended very poorly for me a few years ago, or whatever. But um, it, it will be interesting to see if you know some of these new third party sites pop up or if some of the banks actually become a little bit more friendly to gaming as well, Dustin. Yeah, I mean, the thing, the hope and the dream is it gets better. Like we've had uh, legal online casinos in New Jersey now for five years, and that's that's gotten us part of the way. But now we have sports betting. The hope is that merchants and credit cards and banks start seeing regulated online gambling as not the boogeyman, and that they can they can process these transactions. It's it, it's been a, a a constant problem in Jersey that's improved, and now we're gonna we're gonna see how it works in other states that have haven't dealt with this at all. So um, yeah, like. 
PayPal is, is, is serves the New Jersey online casino market. Neteller, like he's mentioned, uh, these are good ways to get money online and, and through online casinos. And uh, yeah, we, we really hope and like this is this is uh, DraftKings and other, you know, big casino companies continuing to get into this and doing sports betting. It, it really helps things. And uh, they, I just want to point out another interesting thing about DraftKings is you can actually link your, your DFS and sportsbook accounts, but you can't just deposit your in your DFS account and then instantly move over to the to the sports book you can you have to play through any DFS uh, money that you put on i.e enter it in contests win the money back and then that money that you've won can then be used to move to sports book so it's a, a little wonky not quite a, a shared wallet but that's why there's a difference between uh, between regulated sports betting and regulated DFS uh, and that's mostly because of this uh, this dynamic with trans with uh, payment processors and transactions. Yeah, I totally, I, I totally can understand how they're they're trying to still. This basically a fluid situation with all this, and and we'll hopefully have some updates on kind of plans for getting money on and off and how people plan to deal with that as this continues to expand. And Brett, before we get off of DraftKings, we were waiting eagerly yesterday. The announcement got pushed for a day, but seems like they've got them a new pitch man, at least over in New Jersey for the time being. The round mound of Chuck. rebound. Chuck. Charles Barkley himself, the world's greatest gambler, right? Isn't that? No, no. The guy <laughs> the guy supposedly lost millions and millions gambling, uh, betting on sports over the years. But yeah, he is the new uh, spokesperson, ambassador for DraftKings. They, he will be featured in a couple new ads, which are set to debut next week. Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. I know there were some people who kind of met this this announcement with like oh it's so predictable and how how could they go with with Charles Barkley I mean if you look at it if, if you look at the target audience they're going after I mean we're talking about a guy that played in Philadelphia was a huge star he's kept himself relevant over the last 20 years even though he hasn't been playing he's on television he's in commercials he's a pretty funny dude I mean I don't know for me I understand that it's there are people who in retired athletes that could have been looked at that would be quote unquote a bigger get but Dustin at the end of the day to me I mean getting Charles Barkley like I said a guy that uh, a hall of famer a huge regional guy who played in the area for a long long time and also has stayed relevant all these years I mean you kind of check a lot of the boxes right yeah, it's definitely a natural fit. Um, yeah, and you know, former athletes uh, gives it gives it some legitimacy to a, to what's a new new product for DraftKings too. So, yeah, I mean, I like the move. I think it's a it's a smart. Uh, I think one of the two commercials that they put out, Chuck's basically playing the straight man, which I think is pretty pretty weird. Like, where <laughs> you're, you're you got Charles Barkley, who's pretty funny. Like, let's let like t- 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 let the leash off, let him do what he wants. The other commercial uh, was was pretty was pretty funny. I thought, um, but yeah, where I I I, I think it's a good marketing move and. Uh, once again, DraftKings out there running commercials for for its sports betting app before anybody else even launches in New Jersey. So DraftKings uh, looks uh, like a look like geniuses right now, quite frankly. Yeah, it is. It's pretty pretty crazy whenever we look at at all this. And I don't think six months ago, if they would have taken our money on a futures bet as to who was going to be the first to launch and who was going to be the first to market. 
with an online product um, that, that that we would have ever gotten to DraftKings being the first to launch with an online product. That is, yeah. Uh, what would the what would the line have been on? It, DraftKings? it would have been it have been high. It would have been very. And I wouldn't have high. touched it. No, no, no. no. I would. Is, I would. I, yeah. I mean, there, there's nothing that I, that I knew privately or behind the scenes that led me to believe that DraftKings would be first to market. I think I would have put you know. Just about anybody else in New Jersey. I don't have. Not <laughs> yeah. not fan, not Fanduel, but uh, like even after PPB. But it's like there after the Patty Bauer Betfair acquisition. But yeah, it, it's 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 a, it's quite frankly amazing that DraftKings has this kind of lead on the market. And right now, it looks like it might might uh, last all the way till the start of NFL season. Yeah, can we go back to can we go back to the Vig real quick because I want to get Dustin's take on this because uh, do we do we think that DraftKings is going to stick with this model of uh, we are going to have higher juice than anybody else. But I, I, what what I think they're saying here is that we are an entertainment product first. Like we have the best product. We have the most offerings of anybody out there. Uh, if you're going to price shop, go somewhere else. If you like to bet on sports for the enjoyment of it, we are the place for you. Is this how you see DraftKings uh, going at the market? Yeah, I mean, unless they just see, uh, you know, a huge, uh, a huge number of people leave the app and, and and not depositing or not placing bets when when other people get into the market, um, I think they will stick with it. Like they've obviously, you know, they um, people lament how high the rake is on DFS, and they're still the biggest DFS site. Like, right. Um, they, I mean, they're going to have more competition in the sports betting market for sure uh, eventually, but like. Yeah, there's a, like, they have uh, an app. They have uh, you know a, a brand that people pretty much know and trust at this point. Uh, I mean, people can argue with with the with the trust part, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, right now with to like I don't like I don't see them like oh we're gonna do these high lines and then just artificially lower them once there's more competition unless there's some overwhelming reason for them to do so. So yeah, and like if they're if, like some people are gonna try to convert black market, DraftKings uh, you know apparently not interested in in going after the people who are are betting that offshore and you know they might maybe that's that works maybe it doesn't but we'll I think we're gonna find out. Yeah, I mean, I think it speaks volumes to, I mean, I understand it's a customer acquisition tool as well, but it also speaks volumes to the type of customer they're going after that they came out right out of the gate and a minimum bet on the site is 10 cents, you know, I mean, like that's just unheard of and you're not going to see that else. Well, unless they, you know, unless they play follow the leader, but it's certainly not the case here in Nevada right now. Um, and they come out with a, you know, a 10 cent minimum bet. I mean, you're going to get a whole lot of people who deposit $10, you know, and, and that 10, 10 cent bet is going to last them a long time. But, um, I think that this is a strategy that they thought about, you know, as long and as hard as they possibly could have. I mean, uh, obviously this all came around pretty quickly, but, uh, certainly a strategy that they talked about and it's different. But I don't necessarily know if if different is bad. I mean, that's a lot of the things that I think that is going on right now is, you know, a lot of these people are doing things that are different from the status quo that's kind of been the the old guard when it comes to sports betting and kind of, you know, I mean, look, that's obviously something that's changing. I mean, even here in Vegas, they're changing the way sports books look. They're changing the way sports books feel. They're putting bars in them. They're putting games in them. They're doing different things from the old school sports book where you just sat there and basically chain smoked cigarettes and drank, you know, and drank your, your, your beer the whole time. I mean, that's just not really the way that it's, it's moving. And so I don't know. I think it's just a different dynamic. It's a different time. They're going after a different customer and, um, you know, again, market will dictate, right? I mean, if it's the wrong strategy, they'll have to pivot, but I think it could probably work. 
yeah, look, we have people in Europe and Nevada and offshore telling us, oh, DraftKings can't do this. But, you know, the DraftKings strategy so far has gotten them to the mark, gotten them to this position where they're leading the market and leading the charge in New Jersey. So am I, I, it's, like, I feel like it's kind of silly to sit here and doubt what they're doing. Like, it's uh, like, yeah, if, if they get proven wrong, get proven wrong. But for now, like, uh, I mean, I think they, they get some leash. And if, uh, yeah, if, if, if again, market, it's, it's the consumer in the market. Like if, the, if the market's not there for higher lines, then, then we'll find out quickly. But if, it, but if it is, then suddenly maybe we have a, you know, maybe that's the new norm around the country, which would be kind of wild. But it's also, you know, it's, it's not infeasible at, at the same time. So we talk about this competition here as we, before we move on. I mean, we talk about competition. We know MGM is out there. We know MGM, at least in Nevada, already has a functioning app here in Nevada. We know 888 is out there. We know there is still, you know, FanDuel. Like who, who is going to be next online, Dustin? I don't know. I mean, last week I was at the uh, the press conference between MGM and NBA when uh, CEO Jim Murren said they'd be uh, ready at the end of last week. That obviously did not happen. We do not have even a soft launch from MGM. Uh, you know, from what I had heard, even well before DraftKings launch, MGM everybody thought was going to be first to market, and not the case. So I don't know what's holding it up. I don't know if it's regulators. I don't know if it's products. I don't know if it's integration with their existing on like casino platform. But for something for some reason, MGM is is not to market as fast as many people thought so um you know i don't know i i mean i'd still say they're the favorite to be next um 888 we know um is you know very uh you know i think they're very close to launch as well I, it's uh, from everything we're hearing they'll be live by nfl and then you know DraftKings kind of kind of came out of right field so there could be somebody else out there who you know who is closer to to ready than than maybe we think and Brett, before we head over to the the Buffalo Wild Wings here, uh, what do you think these guys are going to do when they hit market? Do you think they're going to follow suit with DraftKings? Do you think they're going to offer lower bet minimums? Do you think they're going to have some of these exotic type things going on, or do you do you think that they're just going to come out sticking to their guns and what they know best and kind of how they've been going about business up until this point? Yeah, I think they'd be smart to just stick with what they know and not follow what DraftKings is doing uh, because, I mean, it really depends on what they are able to launch before football starts because I think that's the goal here is for the Caesars, the Fandals too. We didn't uh, mention them already. They plan to launch by football season as well, their mobile product. So, yeah, I think it's it's better for everyone just to stick with what you're good at and what you know, and uh, I'm excited to see what that is here in the, in the next month or so. Talking about Buffalo Wild Wings here, guys, and this was an interesting story that was kind of just tucked away in a bigger, broader story that kind of had a whole bunch of different nuggets about the gaming industry. But one of the things that came out was that Buffalo Wild Wings is at least curious about getting involved in the sports betting industry. Now, if you're saying what in the hell would sports Buffalo Wild Wings and sports and whatever? And all, well, you know, it's a sports bar. This is kind of their motto. Wings, beer, sports. If you live in if you've ever been to a Buffalo Wild Wings in Nevada, there's already gaming involved. That's kind of one of the things I mentioned earlier. Uh, they have a partnership with this company, Golden Gaming, here in Nevada that provides all of their gaming machines in there. They also had, at least for a while, I don't. it's been a while since I've been in Buffalo Wild Wings, but they had some sort of partnership with William Hill as well, where they had William Hill kiosks inside of the Buffalo Wild Wings as well. So those were certainly the things. I know there's William Hill kiosks inside of uh, some of the different little sports pubs and things here in town as well. Um, pretty interesting. I know Brett and, and probably even you, Dustin, to you guys, this seems, this is like... It, 
a pretty big thing because it's it is so rare. I mean, I guess I've become desensitized because everywhere I go, there's gaming. I mean, literally, I can walk into a gas station, there's gaming. I go to the grocery store, there's gaming. I go to the CVS and there's gaming. I, every single place I go, th- th- there's gaming at every single corner. And so this announcement that Buffalo Wild Wings is kind of like, well, there's already kind of gaming there as it is anyway but um i can understand how to the majority of the states that this is a a bigger story and brad i I know you think that this is a a pretty big deal yeah i think this could have huge implications it it, what it does is intersects everyday life with sports betting especially on an nfl sunday where casual fans who just enjoy having some drinks and watching the game at buffalo wild wings they get exposed to betting uh, and maybe they start to enjoy having a little skin in the game. I mean, Buffalo Wild Wings could be the gateway to new bettors and and gamblers who would never even think to go to a casino or hop online and search for a mobile betting site, or you know, just don't pay attention to, to the betting ads that are that they're starting to see on TV. Uh, so I mean, we all started somewhere, right? Like the local sports bar is as good a place as any for for a, a casual fan to learn about betting and start to, to place bets. So I think uh, in these states where you, there had the, four, the 49 states where there hasn't been any kind of a single game betting, uh, I think there's a huge opportunity here for a place like a sports bar to to be the gateway to sports betting. Yeah, Dustin, I think that he makes a pretty good point when he basically if you're talking about exposure, I mean, you're you're basically getting a targeted clientele, a pretty targeted clientele into Buffalo Wild Wings. I mean, you know, the nobody's ever going to bat and to say that Buffalo Wild Wings food is like the greatest food on the face of the planet. I mean, it's served... I, I think it's pretty darn... No, it's not. It's not no, it's not. It's, it's, but, but, <laughs> listen, but, but, what I'll say is it serves the purpose when you go in there because you want a bunch of TVs and you want to drink some beer and you want to watch games. And so um, it, it's a pretty targeted clientele, I would even think. And as far as being a gateway to, to sports betting... There's probably not a a ton of other places that, that make more sense, really. Yeah, from a customer acquisition standpoint, this would make a lot of sense for somebody to partner with Buffalo Wild Wings and and try to you know offer say hey sign up uh, get some free wings if you sign up for our mobile sports betting app or something like that. I mean, who who knows how how it might work? We've pretty sketchy on details, but but you can imagine you like a DraftKings or a FanDuel saying hey let's let's work with Buffalo Wild Wings to acquire customers and you can yeah you're it, like you said it, it just kind of captures the imagination for Brett and I who are not in Nevada and do not have already access to gaming that there's uh here's a here's a way to instantly integrate sports betting into people's lives in places where it's legal and i I think that's the kind of exciting uh interesting part about it and it's it's the tip of the iceberg if beyond buffalo wild wings where does this go are there what other partnerships make sense uh and we we haven't even thought about this this subject just because we've been so busy with the just the, the initial rollout of sports betting but this is where it's going i think yeah i mean you know other places where guys go with a bunch of tvs to drink beer and whatever i mean hooters tends to make sense i mean they already do a bunch of stuff with fantasy football uh they actually have a casino a branded casino here in vegas as it is already so it's not like they're completely foreign to the gaming situation if you go to any hooters here they already have gaming machines inside of them um so that tends to make a a lot of sense and then brett you you know as people were kind of throwing around some of these topics i mean something like a dave and busters probably even makes sense because you know you're going in there with a certain mindset it's kind of you know it's a different type of gaming but you're going in there with a certain type of mindset and probably the crossover is pretty high 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's already kind of a casino for kids, right? So you've got that crossover there too. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, but yeah, David Buster's obviously makes a lot of sense. A place like Tully's here on the East Coast is, is very similar as well. I mean, I think all of these uh, chain sports bars uh, across the, the East Coast and then spreading to wherever sports betting uh, expands to uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I want to bet on I want to bet on sports in my Starbucks app. Somebody make that happen. Oh, yeah. You know, you would. It, the funny thing was that if you could tally it at the end, like you would, you would realize like that you had spent ten x on Starbucks than you had spent on sports bets because Starbucks coffee is so ridiculously expensive. Like you, you'd be like, wow, this is depressing. How much money I've actually spent on Starbucks here? Um, before we get out of here, guys, uh, Hard Knocks, one of my favorite shows each and every single year, debuted on HBO this week. You get an inside look at the Cleveland Browns this year. Of course, they got Baker Mayfield, number one pick, and he was featured pretty prominently in that first episode and stuff. And Brett, this is one of the things you and I have noticed over the years in DFS was is certainly that you get like a hard knocks bump. Like people will kind of latch on to a couple of different guys from the from hard knocks because of course they you know they show you highlights i mean you get to see the good plays and it's it's showing you football when you don't get to see very much football and so when your first exposure is to some of these other guys like there's just biases that come into place and next thing you know you're rostering these guys that you you normally wouldn't roster it's gonna be pretty interesting to see now that there's a little bit more widespread betting certainly people have more access to it and especially over there on the east coast and whatnot to see if there's any sort of hard knocks effect on sports betting. Will Cleveland become more of a public team, if you will? Will guys like, you know, will props based around Jarvis Landry or Baker Mayfield or Tyrod Taylor or whatever uh, draw more action than they normally would? It'll be interesting to see if there will be an effect, but we know for sure that this has happened before with DFS. Oh, yeah. The hard knocks effect. I, I think it's real. I, I, but I also think a lot of it has to do with the way the show is edited. Uh, last year, Jameis Winston, Mike Evans were built up as these budding superstars, and it was reflected in where they were taken in fantasy drafts and uh, the hype surrounding the team going into the season, which in turn leads to more betting tickets, futures, uh, the week one, uh, the week one betting. I mean, does it affect the line even a little bit? Maybe. <clears throat> yeah. But with the with the Browns, I'm not I'm not really sure because. The way it was edited in the, the first episode really didn't paint the Browns in the most positive light, so it could have a negative effect on the Browns. I guess we'll have to wait and see how that goes with their with their preseason performance. But yeah, I think the hard knocks effect is real, and it's really it's it's interesting, especially with DFS, because you you might see higher ownership early in the season on guys like Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I mean, as we sit right now, 62% of all bets placed uh, have been on the Browns that are going against the against New York Giants tonight. The yeah. Ste- against the Giants, oh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, preseason, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, preseason one. So, uh, yeah, 62% of all bets placed are actually placed on Cleveland. Dustin, do you do you get into the hard knocks, or are you one of those like hippie cord cutters over there in Oregon that doesn't even have HBO? And, uh, you got you got me pegged, man. I'm a hippie cord cutter, uh, but yeah. Uh, what are weren't the Browns already like the darling of sharps last year? Was the, wasn't it just last year? Like everybody, like sharps were like in love with the Browns. So maybe it's, it turns it around and the public's on 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 the Browns now. It could be. It could be. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, I do believe for sure, Brett, that I think by the time Hard Knocks wraps in four weeks, that we will see at least a healthy amount of futures tickets unless they paint the Browns as just a complete dumpster fire, which, 
you know, this is not typically what Hard Knocks does, but I mean, I guess right. there's only I guess there's only so much editing you can do, right? I mean, like you can if the if they are constantly making mistakes, if there's constant turmoil within the locker room, if there's all kinds of things that are going on. I mean, obviously, in this week's episode, they're going to have to talk about the guy that you know got busted with the the gun and the weed and the whatever and you know all the all the stuff like that 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 just went down the rookie kid uh on the team so i mean they're gonna have to address that so i I don't know but typically they try to make the team that they feature kind of look rosy but uh maybe maybe the browns will be the exception to the rule here because there's not a lot of rosy on that team yeah and i think that's what makes this uh this particular season very (laughs) interesting because i think it might have the opposite effect of the browns (laughs) We will definitely monitor that, guys, and keep you up to date on that and see if the Hard Knocks effect actually does take place with everything. Guys, this was fun. We were able to get through a lot of the stuff that we talked about last week and go a little bit more in-depth with that as the news kind of tapered off just a bit. I expect next week, Dustin, what are we setting the over-under at as number of announcements? Because since this week has been pretty kind to us, what are you going to set the line at? uh like i don't know it's a major announcement. something i would call a major announcement let's go with like two and a half two and a half all right so that i like that i like that i like that line i'll take the over just because this one was so calm so i will say that we'll have three crazy things that we're gonna have to talk about and go from there brett two at two and a half over or under uh we'll go over he'll take the over as well i like it um you will notice that in the introductions i mentioned eric ramsey being with us he dropped off instantly because he still has not upgraded his internet shame 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 on him find him on the twitter machine at eric ramsey and shame him for not upgrading his internet since last week as we told Wait, don't you don't forget don't forget the underscore yeah oh eric underscore ramsey that's right you'll you'll get some other guy eric ramsey eric underscore ramsey and tell him that he needs to upgrade his internet because this is just shameful well, and we can't have this anymore. Maybe we should start a GoFundMe or something. Yeah, seriously, to upgrade Eric's internet. I mean, listen, this guy's flying all over the country on private jets. We're sending him all over these. I mean, putting him up in five diamond hotels. I mean, he can afford to go ahead and upgrade his internet. This is just absolutely ridiculous. If they want to find you on the Twitter machine, Brett, where will they do that? At Brett Colson. And Dustin, for you. Dustin Yauker, G-O-U-K-E-R. And if you want to find me at Matt Brown M2, guys, of course, you can get all the in-depth for everything that we talked about on this at thelines.com, onlinepokerreport.com, legalsportsreport.com. If you're looking for some picks and want to start making some bets, playpicks.com. And, of course, play PA and play NY and play every other state out there. We've got all of those sites as well, so be sure and head to those We appreciate all the five-star reviews. Please rate, review, subscribe, download all those different little things because it makes this climb those charts and we'll get more listeners. Thanks so much for being with us and we'll see you next week.